You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 2, educators discuss conflict resolution strategies. Your host for Season 2 is OEA member Joyce Rosenau. Hello, welcome to another broadcast on conflict resolution strategies. I'm Joyce Rosenau, and today we're going to be talking about how to deal with difficult people, and I'm here with Huck Wilkin. Huck, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Huck Wilkin. Uh, I was a math and STEM teacher for uh, a decade until OEA started teaching me about mediation, Uh, and, um, uh, you know, it really... um, Teaching middle school and and mediation go hand in hand as as far as uh, resolving conflicts and dealing with difficult people. It happens all the time in the middle school halls. So uh, they really, uh, I felt they they dovetailed nicely. And I I do enjoy, um, I really, I feel like a lot of conflict stems from uh, just miscommunication. And I get a real thrill out of of finding the, uh, where that miscommunication lies and clarifying it. So, um, thanks. Good. So a lot of people, um, obviously we have conflict almost daily in our lives. Um, sometimes it's easy to get around and sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you're dealing with a person who you're having more difficulty with. Do you have some, um, strategies that you can come up that would help us if I find myself when I feel like this person is being difficult, some strategies that I can use to help me come to some kind of resolution with this person? Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, no matter what, the, the first thing is to get, make sure that uh, I'm in control. <laughs> you know? uh, so that I, when I, you know, when there's, when there's any kind of like something riling me, the first thing you got to do is, is, is I, I don't want to be here like a broken record, but you got to breathe it through. You know, you got to breathe a little bit and get control of your own uh, emotional reaction to something. Uh, you know, so, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's demonstrating to others, you know, so much in conflict if, uh, you know, the other party is testing us. They're like giving us a little verbal push and they want to see if they were going to push back, you know, and, uh, and if you're able to, you know, just keep control of your emotional response, uh, then that models that for the others. And then you can really, then you can start to listen. And if you can listen to what somebody has to say, uh, first of all, they have to put it into words. Uh, they can't just yell it at you. But, you know, you, if you're listening and you're letting silence kind of be okay with silence, let them give have their say, at that point you can almost you know, you can, you, you acknowledge their truth in that listening. Uh, you may say it back to them. You may uh, just nod emphatically, but at some point you communicate that you heard them and, and then, then they might be you know, in a place to hear your truth. Uh, and, and, you know, then you might be able to say something after they've, after you give space for them to, to say their say. 
then then maybe they'll be able to hear what you have to say. Now, those are all ideal. You know, it's uh, I often get tripped up right at the beginning when it's trying to breathe um, and and then the whole thing goes down the drain. So it's a really delicate process of of getting through conflict without actually having conflict. So. That's good. Um, so uh, those were some really good strategies, and I think that um, people could use these. Are there certain things that you should uh, definitely avoid when I find myself in conflict? There are certain things that I shouldn't say or certain things that I shouldn't do that will only make the situation worse as opposed to de-escalating it? Um, yeah, you know... When it when the conflict is on, then the I think the main thing uh, is to have an even keel, you know. So uh, you there's waves rocking things around, but you kind of remain steady. You know, you don't want to if you're in conflict, you don't want to go on the defensive because uh, often that will feed uh, uh, some of these difficult people, uh, and you don't want to go on the offensive. Because that also feeds them, you know. You got to have this, uh, you know, really um, steady kind of. All right, well, let's dig into that, and and a curiosity, and then a a, a, a curiosity to a point. You know, we don't want to, we don't need to kowtow to difficult people, um, but we also certainly don't need to uh, answer any aggression that they want to bring to the table. So you don't want to be offensive or defensive. You know, you don't, it's like, you don't want to be emotional, but you don't want to be indifferent either. You can't just pass off people. You can't just say, Oh, that's silly, you know, and, and kind of roll your eyes and ask for an explanation. You know, you really have to hear what they're trying to say. Uh, you know, even if people are presenting something uh, in a, in a poor way, um, it's kind of uh, everybody's job to try their hardest to understand what it is people are presenting. Uh, uh, and often then folks will get better at presenting it if we can hear them. So, uh, so I guess just avoid extremes to kind of have an even keel, you know, not, not be, not be, not be emotional about it, um, to, but to be intellectual about our conflict. Most people, when they picture conflict, picture um, people actually yelling or being upset, being uh, very emotional, as you were saying. Um, do you have any strategies for when you find yourself in conflict, but instead of reacting, the other person you're in conflict with goes quiet or doesn't respond to you? They're, they're way more passive. Um, do you have any strategies for bringing out that so that you can actually talk about the conflict? Um, you know, I, I would, uh, I would only go back to the step, my step two, which, you know, if you can finish step one, we're breathing calmly. We got control of ourselves, even though the, we're getting the silent treatment. Um, cause the silent treatment gets my heart racing. You know, I just go crazy. So, I got to be okay with silence. And if you can let that sit for a bit, then you can get to that step two of listening. Cause you know, quiet people, uh, uh, they got, 
they want to be heard too. <laughs> uh, they got a reason for their for their bulliness, for their uh, you know for for where they're going there, and and you know silence is just a powerful tool in in all of these cases where whether whether this person is emoting loudly or emoting inwardly, silence is really helpful in both of those places. People can feel like they don't have to respond to you. They can respond to what's going inside themselves. So, um, you know, I think it's if, if the silent treatment is getting played and and you go silent with it, you know, that's a bit playing into it. You know, you can't. It, it, what are we going to just be silent now? So, but um, but I think uh, it's that's not really the point. The point is not to let it get to you. And they can be silent for a while, and 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 see if you can see if you can listen to some of that silence, and then and then you can ask them a question, you know. <clears throat> um, but uh, uh, silent treatment is definitely difficult. Okay, let's see if we can do an example here. Let's say that I teach, I taught. Um, because I'm retired now, but I taught fourth and fifth grade. So let's say that we have a team and uh, my teammate decides that they're going to do something. uh, They're going to teach their kids a certain way that I don't like, but it starts to impact what I'm doing. Um, And then this person, every time I try to talk to this person, they cry. Um, So then I always come across as the bully. So can you, do you have any strategies for how to deal with a colleague that maybe like tries to get their way, but put you in a bad situation without putting you in a bad situation? Um, certainly. Um, you know, one strategy I would say there, I mean, we all have to do some word, some, when we, when we come into interpersonal contact with people, we have to do a little inward search and, you know, um, uh, Difficult people uh, come in all shapes and sizes. You know, there's loud ones and quiet ones and uh, ones that break down and cry and and ones that bowl you right over and ones that lie and, you know, the obvious ones and the, and the ones that are really um, – well, it actually turns out we're all difficult people. Each and every one of us is difficult in our own, you know, horrible worst way. And really, when when we're at our worst, we're at our most difficult. When things are hard for us, we're hard to work with. So, um, uh, and you know, I, I really have a, a firm belief that everybody needs to be heard and listened to, and it is at the root of so much um, misunderstanding because people are being cut off and either quieted off or overpowered off or uh, so I think there's a you have to hold both of these in your hand at once you both have to listen to someone and you also have to speak your mind and you have to hold both of those and and accomplish both of those when you're interacting with anybody you know you can't just turn off to the silent treatment and you can't just turn off when you get bowled over Um, you know, when someone starts crying every interaction, you, you, you can't turn off. You have to be you and you have to, you have to hear 
you have to make sure you are heard and you have to make sure they are heard. So that's a, that's a lot of listening that has to happen. Um, and oftentimes we just have to take a little bit of uh, the high road or, or what we feel is the high road and, and not without saying it, you know, we're going to, we're going to listen really carefully. And then when they don't listen, that's okay. You know uh, it's, it's so important to get a different perspective. You don't have to agree at the end of the day. Um, so. Um, I, I know um, the OEA Mediation Network has been around for a couple of years, and I know both you and I are mediators in it. Could you put in kind of just a plug and say why you think someone who finds themselves in this situation, it would be helpful to reach out to a mediator? What kind of benefits could a mediator give to a situation where I'm constantly in conflict with my colleague? Yeah, and, and it, you know, it's a... Uh it's the workplace and it's a high stress workplace. It seems like every year there's one or two um, people who we are in conflict with, whether they're people who are above us in the hierarchy of the educating world or behind or below us or right next to us, or, you know, it's just, there's, um, there's conflict in, in these high um, energy situations. Um, And so, you know, I, I, the number one, of course, I've just, it, it always goes back is to make sure you have good control of yourself and make sure, uh, you know, and, and I feel like um, mediation allows people in conflict to have a, a control in the situation. They have a, a way to come up with a solution. So many times if conflict gets bad, someone else really decides how it's going to end, um, you know, uh, and oftentimes the OEA mediation, it's either us or the principal who gets to help you guys out of situations, help teachers out of situations. Um, and uh, it's really nice to be able to create that for yourself. Um, and mediation allows allows conflict to be put on the table and then kind of cleaned up to the, what it needs to be pared down to and then resolved in, in a relatively um, <clears throat> compassionate way. So um, I really, I really think um, it helps teach. I've seen it help teachers get back to teaching where uh, then in uh, before mediation, they were in, in enough conflict that they were losing prep time and losing a valuable resource, which is often <clears throat> right across the hall or, <clears throat> um, um, you know, w- right where we, right where we can't see it. So. Yeah. Thank you. If anyone is listening and you haven't heard yet, um, you can reach out for mediation either through the OEA website or you can write to mediation at oregoned.org and um, you will be, assign some mediators who will help you talk through and work through this situation. Um, it's a safe place for people to explore and look at their conflict and try to see if they can see it from other angles. Okay. Huck, thank you for talking to us. Do you have any last words that you would like to share with us? <laughs> uh, no, I really would like where you took me there. Uh, it, you know, Joyce, it was, uh, uh, we are all difficult people <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at some point. And, and mediation is not a 
judgment. We don't sit down and say, yes, the difficult person is on chair A and they must be, you know, they must learn to cooperate. No, it's really just like, oh, uh, this is a bunch of difficult stuff that people are going through. And really, if we can have a, a, a conversation that that keeps us on track, we can figure out um, a solution to this. And and it's powerful. It's really powerful when you get to when you when you find your own way out of of a, of a troubling situation. So. Okay. Thank you. These are some um, words for thought for today. Thank you very much for being with us, Huck. <laughs> Bye. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow.oregoned.org.